DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Reminding you, the top 60 and 60 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness right here on The Zone Sports Network. Media day, 32 days away. Count it down. College football's coming. I saw the email come out. You, uh... You send it back in? Scotty handles all that. Scotty handles it? Okay. As far as I know. <laughs> Talk to Scotty. Every year. They just send it out for the credentials. There's usually a week or two there to get it in. Yeah, the credentials. And that first year we were down there, Larry the Lakers shows up. <laughs> no credentials. <laughs> just standing there. PK, what's up? <laughs> Introduces <Larry>. himself. <laughs> I think it was me, Scotty, and Ben Bagley at the time, if I remember. Hi, I'm Larry the Laker. We're going back uh, <laughs> 11 years now, so it would have been the first. It was literally the first one for the Utes, and I think that's the th- three of us went down there to uh, to do it. And there's a guy standing there and waiting, obviously, until we're done with uh, when we go to break, and then introduces himself. Well, how'd you get in? I just they said I pulled up to the parking lot. Are you here for the Pac-12 media day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Top-notch security there. And this year it's at the W Hotel Hollywood down there, so you could probably just book a room and be like, "Yeah, I'm here for it." <laughs> so, I don't know why anybody would though. And uh, although actually uh, they had it at this uh, Hollywood uh, mall thing for Correct. the last few years, and my wife. She always comes with me, and she would drop me off in the morning so she could have the car. Because especially now, it's a one day deal. It's much longer the single day as opposed to yeah. two days. So she dropped me off at like seven o'clock in the morning. Come back about four to pick me up, and it's upstairs on the top. And she said she got busted a couple of times uh, walking up because she didn't have a credential. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, be careful on that this year. Check the price on those rental cars. Apparently, the rental car companies sold a lot of their cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's extremely Supply outrageous. and demand, and it's like a no, thousand. We'll, well, we'll take care of one of our sponsors. We'll that a kid. All right. Yeah. Because the rental cars now, if you're trying to travel, yikes. No, I've done the uh, Larry H. Miller, the one with the big green tent. Well, you don't fly in and out for it. Uh, like no, somebody else and might. And then Tim you, Daly sent me. You make you, you put a vacation on one end or the other or both and mm-hmm. do the week. And, Plan to do it this year. Yeah. But go ahead with your thing. All right, so uh, yesterday, I don't even know how it came up, but somehow it came up that my Twitter account is verified and has a blue checkmark. No. You were bragging about it. I literally don't care. But but you cared enough to get it done. Yes, because I had someone at work walk over and say, you will do this. You couldn't? No. And then they walk you through it. What are they going to do? Fire David James Sniggledorf III if he doesn't do it? It's not worth the effort. And someone did try to you do that. You will that's, do this. That's another story. Okay, if everybody said to me, you will do this, you know what I would no. say right back? No one says that. You will do this. Get it was out implied of town. When they asked, like, the, it was implied when they asked like the third or fourth time. You will do this. Right away. So then it became a big deal. Like right now. Like exactly this. And then, Yuck, what happened when you woke up this morning? We were trying to explain to you how it's verified. and Oh, it came up because someone was claiming that they'd been hacked. And so Jay this Williams. verification is supposed to be providing another level of security or something. I don't understand it. Jay whatever. Williams from ESPN. Right, it was Jay Williams. That's what brought it up. So, Yak, when you woke up this morning, what happened? Yesterday, you were not verified. 
Yeah, I woke up this morning to an email saying your account has now been verified. So, PK, thank you for speaking it into an existence. He's got the blue check. Right. There's only one of us out of the three who's a nobody, and that's me. Yep. And I intend to stay a nobody. <laughs> I am a nobody, and I will always be a nobody. You're a somebody. I am not. My, like I'm not verified. I don't have no blue check mark. That's just because Scotty hasn't made you do it yet. Well, I... They say on the thing there, put down your email, and I never put down my email anyway, so maybe they've sent me all sorts of, well, that's, they want to. That's but probably I, the first step. I, I, I haven't given them my email. They want my email and phone number. I think, no, you're not getting my email or phone number. But I'm not verified. I'm a nobody. And I revel. People driving to work, you probably work now, but I'm you. I'm not hoity-toity guy who's verified and has like 25,000 followers. I got like uh, 1,400 and so I'm not verified. I'm nothing. Fact check. 16,000 followers for PK. You're somebody if you're 16,000. That's on a way low end. I'm sure I'm the lowest end of anybody at the station. I think I'm in 19-something. David yeah. James, 19,280. Yeah. Well, you should be verified. You're pushing 20. <laughs> What? <laughs> You're like that announcer with hey, the helium in his voice. 19,000 followers, 19 years. Can yeah. we get to 20 by the I time mean, you get I've been stuck at 19,000 for rain. Every time I get to 20, they do some purge and, and wipe out 1,500 and I'm back to 18,500. Yeah. Bots? Oh. Yeah, they get rid of the bots or whatever. I don't know why anybody would follow me. Because you're Patrick Kinahan and you're somebody. I'm nobody. I'm not verified. I do not have the blue check. All right. Stop with your whining. I'm, I'm just pointing it out. You guys are blue checked. I ain't. Coming up. Beats me. I don't know. I had something really good for this tease, and now I just choked right here. just blanked. <laughs> you completely chased it out of my mind with the whole blue check mark rant. Uh, rant. You brought it up. I know. Very no, but you ran. I can't remember when what I was going to talk about. Well, yeah. you know when I lost it is when he went to the helium voice, which that was funny, by the way. That was hilarious. I'm just speaking from the heart, man. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm going to spend the next five minutes thinking really hard about what it was, and we'll see if it comes back to you or not. It's a mystery, people, and the solution may or may not be on the other side of this break. Stay with us. PK at 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. So a lot got you going. The weather, a little rain yesterday, cooled things off. It was much. It was awesome. It was much nicer, man. It was yeah. back down to eighty after uh, after ninety five or hundred. It felt so good. Well, rain, the lack of, is real. It's a real issue. Yeah. So, guess which city you always talk about? No one in Utah should be hearing about the. You should be complaining about the seat heat because it hits hundred or one hundred five in Phoenix. You get one ten, one fifteen. There was a one seventeen. Did they just do that, or are they about to the one seventeen? That just the happened. week before last. Yeah, week before last. 117. Guess which American city is about to hit 114? 114? 
Yes. Riverside. <laughs> and obviously, it's unusual for this place, or I wouldn't be bringing it up. Uh, I mean, one, Juno. One, you're, you're getting warmer. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I heard the, the uh, Seattle and uh, Oregon and up there were supposed to get a big-time heat wave. It's Portland. Yeah. Portland is going to hit yeah. 114. Seattle's going to be 105. I'm getting warmer. That was funny. Thank you. Yeah. That, that was, was delayed like the joke with your wife. It wasn't that complicated, PK. <laughs> You're right. A few seconds later. Oh, that was funny. Uh, the heat wave heading up there was just supposed to be unprecedented. Yeah. It is, completely. This, Good. They don't do, calm down, Portland. They don't do 114. Uh, I think it goes the other way. I had a friend who, a uh, guy who was a photographer in uh, Santa Barbara, and he took off uh, before I did. He got a job in Phoenix and went there. And I talked to him a while later, and he said, yeah, it's kind of weird here. He says, I, I like it when it's cooler. We shoot some cool stories. The station does some good stuff. But he said, when I hear the radio in the morning and it hits 110, I know I'm going to be shooting stories about people losing their mind all day long. Road rage. Um, I think it's the other way around. Road rage. Well, yeah, but he get what? The people go crazier at 80? People go inside. Yeah, most, yes, most people do, but he's shooting the rare exceptions where people lose it. Okay, well, you're going to yeah. have that all the time. No, I thought it was, that was you, there's no protests in Phoenix in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out on the asphalt and march, people. No, later. It's <laughs> just going to wilt away, man. Yeah. The heat is extreme, so it's impossible to be out there doing whatever. So uh, that's what makes this place so awesome weather-wise in the summer. Yes, it's on the hot side during the day. I understand that. But at least in the evening, you can cool off to a degree. You can enjoy some time sitting outside uh, down there. No, it's impossible. You're inside all the time. It's just too blazing hot. The malls are packed in the summer. AC, baby. Yeah. Free AC. Yeah. Now, malls have taken a hit generally anyway. A lot of people shopping online and so forth. So movies are big. And I said, I don't know what movies are here, though, in the summer. Do they relative to the winter? We hardly ever go to the movies in the summer. But when we do, and I'm not a big movie guy anyway. But um, your wife is. But, that's why so, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Well, it's they released like the, in a normal year. And I don't know because the pandemic's messed with everything. And certainly it's messed with the, the movie industry uh, as much as any other industry. But normally... That kind of uh, end of school year, May, June, the blockbusters come out, and the studios all space them, so there's a new one every week. We've and got you... one this week. What is it? Fast and the Furious 9. Oh, yeah, I saw this. And I don't pay attention to that. But m- my point is that we go far more in the winter than the summer. That's true, and that's why they kind of put these blockbusters in the summer. Trying well, to in the winter, people. but in the winter they release a bunch of big stuff leading up to Christmas. That's they a big do, time, but they and to get them eligible for the award season. But they're trying to do what PK's talking about, trying to attract people to the theaters during the summer when people typically wouldn't go. They put those blockbusters out right. there. Yeah, but the kids are out of school, and you're not worried about homework and stuff, and you can go at night. And but I don't. I would rather be enjoying if, summer if, nights if just sitting around right. watering the flowers or whatever it might be. As opposed to, so I'm not a big movie guy to begin with, and I, I don't know that we go to the movies at all in the summer, whereas we went even during the, once they opened the theaters back up during this recent time in which we were all, you know, pandemic and all that stuff, we would go, uh, I probably saw four movies in the winter, and hardly anybody was there. 
and you go like three, four in the afternoon and there's not going to be as many people there either. Right. Uh, so then it'd be even less. So for us, it was about that. Well, in Arizona, the movies are packed <laughs> in the summer because it is just so hot. And it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that in an area of the Northwest where they're, they're just not they used to that at all. Well, number one, they're not used to it. And uh, my wife talked to friends of ours who used to live in Utah and had moved to Portland. And she was just talking um, to the lady uh, a couple days ago when they were talking about this. And they said, well, nobody in Portland has AC. Right. You don't That's need correct. it. Right. And Jill just... Uh, Who's a longtime listener to our show who used to live in Seattle says, Yeah, nobody in Seattle has AC. Right. You get 105 in Seattle, 114 in Portland. A, they're not used to it. And then B, you got no preparation for it. So I would assume that A, there'll be a lot of complaining, and B, well, people and had it, to malls and movie theaters. And it's also a safety issue, too, for, for older folks and the more vulnerable. Oh, no question. In that way. Yeah, we didn't have air condition in Utah until about four years ago. And I didn't have it in California. Now, obviously, I had it in Arizona. I didn't have it in California, but we got uh, it here. Uh, yeah, and I didn't. And we just talked about but, it the other day, that swamp cooler thing. Yeah, the they first, ought to call it a suck cooler because it sucks. It does, when, <laughs> when you need it most, it can't deliver. It can, like, take a little edge off. No, the It can do- get 87 down to 80, the, but you hit 100, it's, it's useless. The dog, because the, the, the cooler thing would come through the hallway, and the dog knew to lay right underneath Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be right here. Yes. And plus, Pets I am know that not right away. handy in the least. And having to get up on that freaking roof. Time to winterize times. the swamp cooler. Oh, it sucked. I hated it, I had man. a neighbor who helped me because I'd never been around swamp coolers. I didn't know how they work. I didn't know what I had to do. I, I literally just looked at it. It was like Greek. It was Latin. I had no idea. Well, in Arizona, we had both. So you have the swamp and the AC. Or, so you're not constantly running the AC because it could get hot in May. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to turn on your air conditioning. You crank it up the first week of April. Psychologically, it's devastating. <laughs> Psychologically. It, it, it really We're is. getting back to the Clippers series. It is. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. That's the way people thought. Yeah. They would think. It's not oh, that bad. The swamp cooler can handle it. I need to turn on the AC. Yeah, because, because you're thinking uh, it'd be like if October 1st, and October 15th and October 20th, we got three major snowstorms. Like, wait a second here. Is this going to be one of those winters? Blah, 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 blah. And so it's the same philosophy down there. So finally, we broke down. And it's one of the best investments, if not the best investment I made on this house, because it makes a major difference. But I don't take it for granted that we can afford to do it. And some folks can't. And the situation being, well, man, what's it going to be up there? Because there's going to be a lot of health concerns up there as far as that goes with that type of weather in an area that isn't used to it or has virtually no experience with it. So how are they going to handle that? Wow, that that uh, I sort of have, uh, what's the word, not pity, uh, compassion, I guess, for them uh, when they when they endure this, when it comes and it's here and it's going to be there for a little bit. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, everything you missed in today's show. We'll get you all up to speed. The Clippers are doing it again. They got the Suns in game three. We have seen this as the pattern about to repeat itself for the third consecutive series. And we will get to that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. 
from The Athletic. He's our friend Sam Amick. Mike Conley is a free agent for the first time in his career. How big a factor would his health be in deciding whether or not you want to be in the Mike Conley business? You talk to your sports science people and, and just gather all the evidence that you want regarding his own personal history with injury and trying to essentially predict if you invest X amount of money, what percentage of the time can you reasonably expect him to be on the floor? Good luck getting that right, but he's coming off a very good year. I truthfully don't know what the market's going to be elsewhere for money for Mike. Age is always going to come into play, but to me, a hamstring, you know, it's going to recover, and they're obviously a lot better with him. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Okay, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to get you up to speed on what we were talking about. And, of course, we are amazed that the Clippers have done it again. Down 2-0. They go home, play a great game, huge run in the third quarter, open up a massive lead. Suns got back within eight, but no closer, and the Clippers win comfortably 106-92. No real drama in the last three or four minutes. No real pressure. Paul George goes for 27. Reggie Jackson adds 23. And... I can't believe they're going to do it again. But you're crazy to rule them out. They've done it twice, and they looked really good in Game 3. Way better than they looked in Game 1. Well, they don't have to come back from 2-0. They only have to come back from 2-1. Yep. So that's not that big of a deal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they their moxie has been so impressive. Role guys who seem so cocky and in the right way. So not I'm curious way. which ones... Uh, man, well, Batum, Re- Reggie Morris. number one. What Reggie number one? Okay, yeah. Uh, Zubac, plays a player. Obviously, he's got tremendous size, but you got six offensive boards. That'll get your attention. Yeah, that's that's bonus possessions, and, and usually fifteen boards. Usually, it's either you get the offensive rebound, you either get the tip in an easy two, or if it's a little longer, you kick it out to an open three point shooter. So it's not I only to get the ball I, I in the possession. Pass it out. It's not only the ball in the possession, but it's often a really good shot. And, and I actually love the Clippers' offense because it seems like every possession they've got one or two three-point shooters wide open. Yeah. And Paul George has been brilliant as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely love his game. I get it. Human being missed two free throws. It's there. It happened. It's the way it goes. Uh, but his ability to know I've got, when I drive, I've got great size, and I can dribble the ball very well, so I've, I'm going to get to the somewhere to the basket. Whether I can get all the way remains to be seen, but I'm going to get there at least in terms of making a defense collapse to a degree. And then I know, either on my left or my right, I've got somebody standing wide open. These defenses now, stop collapsing. Yeah, but you're afraid he's going to get a whole series of layups and dunks. Then make an adjust, <laughs> adjustment. 
And I with mean, these shooters and the confidence they have, I'd much rather give up the two. They're very jazzish in that regard in that they do get a lot of open threes. They take a lot of threes. Now, they didn't take as many as the Jazz, but they also shot a higher percentage. So it's no surprise that these guys are crushing it from three. They were good three-point shooters all season long. Number one by percentage, not by volume. But these role players that are coming up so much bigger than we actually anticipated is so impressive to me. And man makes a contribution while only going 0 for 1 from 3. 12 points, 6 of 8. So he's 6 of 7 on the two-pointers. Five rebounds, couple assists. That's sweet. So yep. Ty Lue taps him to move in the starting lineup. Boom. Gets production immediately. This is so impressive to watch them do their thing. So are they going to do it again? We coming back in here Monday morning. Game 5 should be Monday night. Is it going to be 2-2 or 3-1? The Suns going to have a closeout game at home? Yeah, I expected 6 or 7 anyway. I would. I, I always thought, wow, Phoenix is just not... Maybe not necessarily downgrade Phoenix, because I'm tired of downgrading Phoenix. <laughs> uh, they're like Boise State in football. I'm done. Or like I used to do in Gonzaga basketball. They're not really that good. No, I've come around. Yes, they are. And the same type of prince. Boise State's good in football. And that's just a fact. And I don't care if they're getting two-star guys, whatever they're getting, they're good in football. Gonzaga That might not, be changing, but that's a show for another day well, this summer. Well, Gonzaga has... Uh, Gonzaga's not changing. They, they've graduated from the gutty little dudes. No, they're getting top-flight guys now. Mm-hmm. They're getting top top picks. Yes. So they're getting all-stars in the NBA. So they've, they've, they're beyond that. So Gonzaga is not even a question anymore. They're getting the top recruits in the country yeah. and they're turning them into top draft picks. Right. So, uh, and I didn't really view the Suns as being all that. Well, I've come around, but I've always viewed the Clippers as being really good. And the Clippers just sort of... they're doing it without Kawhi. Which is all the more impressive, yeah. yeah. And, and these guys, these role guys, they, see... They, the, so was Reggie Jackson? We brought this up. That with, out. We brought this up with Locke. What? So Locke, Reggie Jackson is in Oklahoma City, and he's a fourth or fifth guy, and he leaves. And Locke's reminding us about how the Oklahoma City guys have bad things to say. You know, don't let the door hit you in the butt. Get Maybe on out of here. Was back then. Now he goes to Detroit, and he tries to be guy the guy. And he's not. And maybe he's paired with a guy who isn't the right guy either. Who's that guy? A lot of guys here. What are you talking about? Well, Stan Van Gundy was his coach. Are you talking coach or I was Well, both, but I was talking more player than coach. And who's the player? This was in the right setting. It was Blake Griffin. Okay, I didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah. And so maybe he didn't have the right running mate. Maybe as a number two guy, maybe this is who he is. Maybe he was right to be frustrated with his diminished role in Oklahoma City. He's, He's more capable. But in Detroit... Not the right setup for him. But maybe as a second banana to Paul George, this is really where he should be in terms of NBA talent. It's a small sample size. He's going to be a free agent. This could be a classic case of a team overpaying. Or you could be pouncing at exactly the right time. If someone gives him $20 million in the offseason, are you going to freak out? In the NBA? No. No, there's far more lesser players making more money. That's my one quibble. Get your money. Go ahead and get your money. Uh, the thing that I have a problem with is they pay enormous amounts of money to guys who don't really make a difference. So he's 31, and as a free agent, he'll have to decide, do I want to win a championship at this point in my career because in these next right, two to three years? But it's also, year. this is the last big payday. If you're going to get it, 
Go get a big three or four year contract now. You're 31. You're not getting one if after. He wins this. it if he wins one this year, then it's taken care of. Yep. Uh, we have to see. I don't know, but I just like guys who rise to the moment. You can't analytic that. You can't stat that. To nope. me, it's about heart and the will and that type of thing. And this Jackson kid right now is showing it. And I'm rooting for the Suns, but I can appreciate it because I don't really get that much involved. Uh, it's no big deal if they don't win to me. Uh, so I just wonder if what you said about that will, you know, and I just wondered if the Jazz deep down really believe they were the team because he could be wrong, but Reggie really believes he's the guy. Well, right now he he's, he's got that guy. shots going in. Yeah, he thinks he's that guy, but he thought he was that guy back when he was in Oklahoma City. I don't know what the circumstances were then. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's about now. Right. But if he's, I'm saying he might have been carrying that belief around for a long time and he's finally in a place where he gets the ball a lot and he's got a good team around him. Yeah, and he's got I, a coach yeah. who's, you know, won two championships as a player and another as a, as a coach. So he knows he's been in this moment before. Sure. But I, I kind of view it as a Jeff Hornacek. When he was with Philly, they sucked. When he uh-huh. came here, they were going to the finals. So, you know, he's a, a very important piece. He's not the piece, but he's a very important piece. So I wouldn't overinflate his individual value. I think that's, it's all that's about a good a way of saying concept. it. Right. So you're, you're, you're guy five and you're frustrated in Oklahoma City. You're guy one, but you're not good enough in Detroit. But now you're guy two, but it's a deep roster. I mean, they can run eight different guys out there, and they can all do their thing. There's a bunch of interchangeable dudes, yeah. yeah. And it's impressive. How big did you think that shot was? Uh, Luke Kennard's in the corner, gets the ball, he gets fouled, yeah, four-point yeah. play, the place erupts. Now, he's a, he's a very definition of a role guy off the bench. He's playing 20 minutes, and he's not even scoring in double figures. But that was a big play from a momentum point of view. Absolutely, it was, it was huge. gigantic, yeah. yeah. And the thing that I love is every one of his teammates has confidence in him. Oh, yeah. Yes, And so he, he gets the ball. Paul George knows when I'm making my move and I'm sort of zigzagging in the If the they key, leave him, I can give him the ball and get it done. If I see Luke over here and he's wide open, I'm getting him the basketball. That's what I love about basketball is it is really a team game and you've got to rely on your guys, whoever those guys may be. And here, you don't care what the guy's background is. You don't care what he looks like. You care nothing about that stuff. You don't care who he voted for. You couldn't care less about any of that stuff. All that matters is Paul George has got the ball, and he sees Luke Kennard over there, and he believes that Luke can make the shot. And so that's the right play. He makes the shot. That, to me, is cool to see. Absolutely. I absolutely love watching that type of stuff because that's two or three guys, whatever it might be, working together and having complete faith in the other guy. You know, you know he's going to be there. Now, he may not make all the shots. That Obviously, he's not going to. But he's going to make enough to where you can believe in him. And Kennard, yes, he's playing a valuable role. And I love that he keeps himself ready to go. That's what these pros are. You know, you're not really these guys off the bench. You're not necessarily paid to play. You're paid to be ready to play. And you've got to be mentally prepared for the situation if it should come your way. And that's what I love about these guys, Kennard, Jackson, uh, Batum, Mann, I mean, and Zubach. I mean, the list goes on and on. Because basically you've only got one 
right now one guy you consider to star. One. That's it. But they're getting it done in game three. Now will they get it done in game four? Get back to 2-2. We'll find out Saturday night. Uh, Atlanta, Milwaukee tonight, game two. Man, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's right where Utah was, right? The path is right there. It's Atlanta. They're the five seed with no playoff experience. But they're hot. They are hot. They're the proverbial hot pitcher, hot hitter. Not necessarily a big-name dude. Al Weiss hits a big home run for the Mets in 69. They're Al Weiss. Look it up. Look it up, man. I was there that day in Shea Stadium. Regular season? Playoffs? Playoffs against the Orioles in a World Series Game 5. I just said it. I don't know how old you think I am, but okay. (laughs) You don't have to. You could be one or you could be 100. You can look it up. I could look it up. And I usually do. And when I do, you make fun of me. (laughs) Now I'm going to look it up and you're going to make fun of me. Right. So that's part of the plan. (sighs) What game was it? I just said game five. <laughs> this is what you normally do. And I see why you do it. It's fun. <laughs> Yuck, did I just say game five? I know you this did. Is, what game was it? <laughs> game five. What game? Al Weiss. Al Weiss had a nice little career. He played in the bigs for 10 years. <laughs> he looked it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the amazing Mets, man. What, what game was it? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I think it was game five, but it may not have been. It's just making it up and yelling at me. <laughs> but I just remember it and uh, the name Al Weiss. I mean, how do you forget Al Weiss, Cleon Jones, Ed Cranepool, Wayne Garrett? You can go home again. Jason Kidd played in Dallas, then played in Dallas again late in his career and won that uh, title in 2011. And now the Laker assistant is finalizing a deal to be the head coach, reportedly putting together that's one of the great ways to find out if someone's getting hired, right? What? It, well, if you can get word on who they're picking for assistance. That's how stuff leaks. As oh, a newspaper yeah, 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 guy, yeah, 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 yeah. that was like, how do you break that kind of story? Well, you find out. You don't go ask the, the general manager or if it's college athletic director. You start asking or the guy around. who didn't get the job. Right. You start, oh, yeah, right, yeah. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. But the, uh, the assistants, in the world of assistants, they know who's going where and why. When, oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, Croton didn't get the job. The guy who was in the running called me mm-hmm. and said, I didn't get it. He's getting it. Yeah. Because I had established a relationship with him leading up to that because that's normally the way it works. Or if somebody you're really tight with doesn't return your calls all of a sudden. You know. And then. They don't want to lie to you. Then and they wait, can't leak it. Wakes a, waits a couple of weeks later and then on Christmas Day calls you and said, hey, sorry, I couldn't call you back then. Uh, you know, I had to keep things under wraps. I'm not naming names here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I said, oh, I understand. And we're, we're good. Nudge, Absolutely. Nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I knew you had to keep it quiet. I, I get it. We know what was going on there. And I hope you tear it up uh, in your new job as a head coach of your football team. So. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowing it down for people in their cars. I'm not naming names. But, uh, uh, almost, I mean, though. And that's the way that went down. So. And then also going home again, Rick Carlisle, four years, $29 million to go back to Indiana where he was an assistant. He went off to Detroit as a head coach and went back to Indiana as a head coach, then off to Dallas as a head coach. I heard that uh, Jason Kidd was the sixth. I don't know if it's true, but I heard he was the sixth coach to return to a team that he won a title for or with does that like count magic doing 12 games (laughs) because he won with the lakers 
I don't Casey know. Jones went back in Boston, and obviously he won titles. And I don't know if that counts, because he's not going back. I, I don't know how that counts Bill Russell, because he was still there when he was named a player coach for two years. Yeah, so I, don't I wonder know. if those guys count. Because when you hit me with a list like well, that, Pat I Riley immediately want to know. Pat Riley would be oh, because Riley was on their 72 team? Riley, wasn't he on the Lakers then? On the 72? Yeah. Again, before my time, could be. It's one of the things I could look up, but I don't remember the 72 Lakers. I assumed he was one because he was a Laker, wasn't he? He played for the Lakers, didn't he? He did play there, yes. Did I mean, he bounced around the league. Oh, he, he did. was a journeyman. He played for the San Diego Rockets, believe it Oh, he not. did. Oh, I, I had in my mind that he played 10 years. and Yeah, he was played. on that team. You're right. Played eight or nine with the Lakers. I thought I always viewed Riley. Oh, I, I don't remember him playing, but I remember I viewed him as a player. On that was bad. San Diego Rockets, L.A. Lakers, uh, Phoenix Suns, and he was done at the age of thirty. Yeah, so, so that's I, still a good run, but three teams, not not four or five. The, me, the when I heard that stat, I immediately put Riley on the list. Yeah, you're right. He is because he was on that on that championship team. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't as integral as Happy Harrison. I understand. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, Rudy Tom Jonovich would go on that. Rudy T played for the Rockets and then coached him to their two titles. So okay. Rudy T would be would be part of that. So you got half of the, and I don't know, maybe they did count magic. Although he, that doesn't seem like they should. Seems, <laughs> I mean, he coached, but not really. Yeah, that seems uh, very, very weak. Uh, let's see. Uh, did Lenny Wilkins win a title with Seattle? And did he play for Seattle? <sighs> well, I guess we'll have to find out. I don't know. The Seattle had a title in the 70s, didn't they? Yeah, they won one right at the end of the 70s. And I don't was Lenny Wilkins the coach? He was not in Seattle as a player. He retired in 1975 in Portland. Oh, Portland. So he was all he did play in Seattle, but he played in the late sixties, early seventies. So okay, he's so not he on the list. Won the title, but did he, didn't he? Who who was the coach of that Seattle team that won the title? I have to look that up for you. I don't well, know. Look it up. That's why I was asking it. Come on, you're the. I'm looking up a lot of stuff all at once. The looker upper dude. I am. That's a true story. I used to know a lot of stuff. Now I just look it up. And how about Red Holtzman? Did he play for the neck the Knicks? Oh, now, now you're going back. That's, that's, that's the way back machine right there. Uh, let's see. Because we're, we're a couple shy here. We are, but we're getting close. I am struggling. What are you struggling on? To find the Sonics coach here. Oh. Well, but the, okay, pass that. The time has come. Pass. Go to Red <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll find that later. You want? Oh, you want a Red Holtzman? Yeah, because didn't he win a couple of titles with the Knicks? Yeah, he was the coach with the Knicks when Knicks. Uh, Phil was a player because he went two as a player, seventy and seventy three. Yeah, in seventy three, I told you that's when I was friends with the the son of the mayor in the town. And they got tickets to the game and invited me. And we went to the Garden in the finals in 73. And I'm very, Doesn't very look young. like Red Coach. He was, uh, he went, coached. I mean, I mean, he didn't play. It looks oh. like he was, he was coaching at the age of 33 in 1953 and 54. So let's he, see. He well, maybe he did. 
Oh, he did. He did play early on. He played for Rochester, and I don't even know what that abbreviation is. What? <laughs> what? Oh, Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Hawks. When the Atlanta Hawks were in Milwaukee before St. Louis, he played in Milwaukee. So he played for Rochester, Milwaukee. He didn't play for the Knicks. Uh, well, Rochester's down the street from New York. That didn't count. <laughs> All right, we'll work on that list. What was it? Six? That's six what, players, and, and Jason Kidd goes on that list as six, or he joins the six, and he becomes seven if he gets hired. I'm not sure. So okay. maybe he is the one of the six. Yeah. So we've pretty much got the list there. All right. Your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kurt Healing from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Looking at the way the West is forming and LeBron James feels like he's starting to hit his ceiling and things are changing, do you try to just make a run back at what you had? I still tweak it a little bit because I don't think the West is getting easier. I think the Suns are more confident now, guys. Kawhi's going to resign and the Clippers will still be very good. The Lakers are going to make changes on the margins and if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy they're going to be right in the mix so like I don't think you can just kind of run it back and think it's going to be like this year I think the West is so deep with good teams you don't need to make wholesale changes this was still the best team in basketball during the regular season and still fully capable of making a run but you have to think about are there players or tweaks we need to make that give us a little more versatility in those last 16 games Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network here we go now you've done it done what you chest trailer i still remember the amazons pk <laughs> jerry is it grode or grody Oh, the catcher, Jerry Grody? Jerry Grody and J.C. Martin catching. And his backup was Duffy Dyer. Went to Cortez High School, same high school as Alice Cooper, where my wife coached freshman basketball. Don Clendenin and Ed Cranepool at first. Oh, first base? Yeah. Al Weiss and Bud Harrelson at second and short. Ed Charles at the hot corner. Oh, Eddie Charles, Cleon Jones in left, Tommy Agee in center, Ron Swoboda in right. Was there a more fun name to say than Ron Swoboda? (laughs) And Ron Swoboda. I remember him later. I think he was in Montreal. He became a sportscaster and was a sportscaster yep. in Phoenix. Ron Swoboda. Seaver, Kuzman, McGraw, and a wild card named Ryan. They did have Nolan Ryan on that team. And don't forget, there was a guy named Gary Gentry, also from Phoenix, who was a uh, well, there you go. Now hard thrower. Yeah. And then Clint checks in. Oh, add David DJ James, add Jacob C. Hatch. Oh, look at the high rollers over here. Good for you. Oh, Hashtag team nobody with that PK Kinnan yeah, for the win. Yeah, I'm not blue checked. Not yet. I, I will never be blue checked. I think that's You have true. to have a status. I don't have a status. You totally have status. I walk out here. You today. always do that. Nobody you will know who I am. There's nobody another. out there. It doesn't. The, the, I'm in the world, not right down below us, right here, right now at 10 o'clock in the morning. You said, <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> it takes me literally. <laughs> There's no way Eccles knows who I am. <laughs> He George won. or Spence? Spence. Oh. There's 100% <laughs> chance he knows 
precisely who you are. He knew who you, you were. Told him. No, he knew who you were when you were writing for the Trib in the nineties. You slipped him before a ten before you say, did hey, radio. Could you go up and say hi to PK before you I know did you TV. Do that. He is hardcore. He lives and dies with his Utes. You slipped him a every ten. victory. If you turn around <laughs> and donated to the U. <laughs> Ten, ten bucks to Spence Eccles. <laughs> ten bucks doesn't Spence, get you in the Spence. door. Hey, I got ten bucks if you'll take a meeting. No, I'm busy. Well, ten bucks to me. How much? Yeah, that's ten but that's bucks. you. That's you. Say like ten bucks is ten bucks. I'll yeah, I'm a nobody. I am. I thrive on that, man. That's a lie. Jimmy says, I'm sticking to my guns. With the exception of Gobert, everyone on the Jazz are either short or slow. They need a couple of long <laughs> athletes to win a championship. Okay. Well, give me short Donovan Mitchells. <laughs> Reggie Jackson isn't big NBA-wise. Right, but he's surrounded by 6'8 guys. You can have a short guy. His point is that every player you look at, the other coach is thinking, oh, I know the matchup. I got to give that guy to give him you a You think problem. lack of height contributed to Utah not being playing and playing today? No, I think it's more, I think it's more the athleticism. Okay. But I'm, I'm I, greedy. I say that. I'm greedy. I want the height, too. Well, but when you're getting yeah, beat Kobe off the Bryant dribble. Kobe Bryant doesn't drop off trees. <clears throat> when you're getting beat off the dribble, it's not because of your height. That's your ability to move laterally and stay in front of people. Yeah, and they I need mean, to Dylan Brooks got, I get that. Dylan Brooks got roasted by Donovan, and Donovan clearly enjoyed that. But when he hit that outrageous three right in front of where the, the Miller sat forever and ever. Mitchell or Brooks? Mitchell did. But Brooks made him change direction twice and stayed in front of him. And then Mitchell just hit a just a <laughs> incredible three over him. But Lost on that is like Dylan Brooks. I mean, he stayed in front of him. He played some really good defense. He was moving his feet. And not everyone can. There are guys who want to do it, but they just they can't. And he's, he can. He's willing to work that hard. And he's got the ability to move like that. Because if, that, if he weren't that good, yeah. Donovan would have never hit that three because Donovan would have been by him to the hoop. That was Donovan's first option. He wanted to go to the rack and throw one down. I want junkyard dogs, man. Yep. That's who I want. And if they're a little short... Or a little slow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so be it, man. Royce, I, I, Royce, ballers. Royce gets the toughest defensive assignment, but at 6'4", he does have to go against guys who are 6'8", 6'9", and can shoot over him. And occasionally, he's got to go on point guards who are quicker than him, and they put him in the middle of the floor. And that's not exactly how Dennis Lindsay phrased it, but I got, I, I had to, that's what, that's what it seemed to me he was going at. What? Well, that, um, Royce is a great defender because he's strong and you put him a wing and he's got the sideline to help him. So that's good. But you put him in the middle of the floor on a really elusive guard. That's a problem. Okay, but who isn't it a problem for? Like three Agreed. or four guys? Agreed. And that's why that's why Royce is getting paid the money he's getting paid. There's that acknowledgement, like you can't stop everybody in the NBA. You just don't get to do that. I'm not you sure know? you can stop anybody if they've got it going if on. If they've got it going on. And the key is can you stop them before they get on a roll? You know, make their life difficult and maybe they just don't get on a roll. Because a guy like Damian Lillard is gonna get his twenty five points, but if he's not having a night, he scores his twenty or twenty five points or whatever on 20 or 25 shots, and, and you can get by with that. As opposed to the night he gets it going, and he hits you for 40, and he's shooting 60% from the floor. Well, keeping guys in front of you 
is paramount because it's not just your guy because right. then everybody has to collapse and then you end up Terrence Mann is open because Rudy had to leave points. him. Right. And that, that stuff will just, and I'm not even hardcore, but that, that haunts me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I try not to think about it because it really bugs me that they're not playing still. <laughs> Jeez. I just saw this. Austin. To Jacob C. Hatch, P.K. Kennan, and David D.J. James, Austin Facer, Dirk's son, who's now in the media. Welcome to the club. See you at the ice cream social. Austin has a blue check mark. He has a blue check mark. Austin has a blue check mark. You need a blue check mark. I'm not getting one now. We're getting you one. I don't. I don't it deserve becomes, one. It becomes, I don't deserve. One. I don't. You're too low of a bean. I have to work harder to get it. it because I believe you get what you deserve when it comes to working, and if you work hard enough, you'll get. You'll get good enough. You may not get the ultimate. Okay, we're gonna have to have Dunny on at some point because he's got a blue check mark. Of course, and I got to see. Should. And I, and I'll I'll bet you he's an international soccer guy. <laughs> I'll bet you because he went to for for uh, he does satellite radio show on Sirius, and I'll bet you he got it because of Sirius. And I've never asked him, but that's that's my the guess. The guy is in the soccer world. He's one of the big names out there. He's up oh, here. It is another one. Sarah Todd, Deseret News, Jazz beat writer, blue check mark. Of course. She's the link to the basketball community. She's been around. This gal's a hoops junkie. She lives and breathes and dies it. She should have one. She's earned the right to have it. I haven't earned the right to have it. There's a massive difference here. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Have a good weekend. I Hands won't. And Scotty I don't have are a blue check mark. You're going to golf. Hans and Scotty are coming up next on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.